Hello, welcome. This is Marriage Rules, and my name is Beth Wiley, your host. And what I talk about on this podcast are the rules that I find to be very important uh, to have in your marriage, in your communication, in your connection, um, in order for you to just have a more positive view of your marriage. Um, Today's episode, I would really like to start into the basics of how to have conflict that feels connecting, that feels more positive than negative, that that leaves you feeling heard, understood by your partner uh, more consistently than is happening now. Because in anything that I say, or any rule or advice or tip or tool that I give you, does not work 100% of the time. Because there are other forces in our life that sometimes get in the way. Um, For example, sleep (laughs) or no sleep. Um, Whether we are very stressed at work, what's going on um, externally, politically, socially, environmentally, um, there's a lot going on in our world. So a lot is affecting us. A lot of stressors are coming into our life. So sometimes these tools are not as effective because of that. And if we are more self-aware, which is a whole nother kind of process, um, that's helpful in here because then you are more like, oh, I know what's going on with me. (laughs) I am feeling extremely stressed about what's going on in the world. And that's why I was unable um, to kind of turn towards your bid. And that's why that tool didn't work, right? Um, So how I want to kind of introduce conflict to you is really um, kind of taking a step back to say, well, what is conflict about usually? You know, how does conflict often start? And kind of what sets off conflict is somebody brings something up. Usually this is kind of in the form of a complaint. Something that they, that one of you is not happy with within the relationship. So we're bringing up a complaint, something that we would like to see changed. Um, We're trying to express how we feel about this complaint that we're having. Um, Unfortunately, we were not taught how to do this as kids or we tried and we were not heard by our parents or by our primary caregivers. Um, And so we typically stop asking, stating how we feel and then asking for what we need. We don't do that very often. And partly why we don't do that is fear If I actually express how I'm feeling, I'm feeling um, really hurt by the way that you spoke to me, right? That's vulnerability. That is, I am feeling hurt. How is my partner going to respond? So if over time you have learned people don't respond in a way that makes you feel better, then you're typically not going to continue down that path of vulnerability. So then it turns into a complaint. And often that complaint then is... uh, has a blaming aspect to it, whether it is like full on, complete, obvious, you know, direct blame, or it's perceived by the partner that that it is their fault that this that this thing is happening. So that is usually why why and how conflict starts is that somebody has an issue, a complaint, and they bring it up. And that 
kind of the start of that is part of the problem is if we're not bringing things up softly and if we're just coming at our partner out of nowhere, (laughs) it's probably not going to go well. So we just need to take a step back and say to ourselves, okay, I am feeling really frustrated with my partner and I'd really like to talk to him about it. You know, a lot of times what I hear is, I never know when the right time is. My partner's always stressed. My partner's always tired. It just never feels like a good time. Plus, I'm afraid if I bring it up, it's just going to lead to a fight. I don't want to get into a fight. So things aren't brought up. But then when they are, they're kind of brought up again out of nowhere. Kind of we get sideswiped, right? We're just sitting there minding our own business. probably scrolling on our phone, maybe watching TV, maybe just relaxing, maybe doing something with the children. Who knows? All of a sudden, boom, here's your partner ready to go. And they're usually at like, you know, a seven when they're coming at you like that. Like, how would you respond? If you think about that, if your partner comes up to you, what feels like out of nowhere and lodges a complaint that feels has a little aggression, has a tone, has some blaming components to it. Do typically we don't say, wow, hon, it sounds like you're really upset. Would you like to take some time to talk about this? No, normally what's going to happen is we heard that kind of tone with some aggression, with some blame, and we instantly become defensive. We probably don't even know what this complaint is some of the time. I don't even maybe, I maybe didn't even hear it. But I know I didn't like the tone. I know it felt accusatory. So I know that I'm just going to come back with some defensiveness. And boom, there we are. We become, we turn this conflict into what we call a process-oriented conflict. Now, what does that mean? That means that you're having conflict about how you have conflict. It's not about what the issue is it is well you had a tone in your voice well then you snapped back and now we're over here well you always do that and it becomes about the ways in which we have conflict and we can't get through that conversation so we're never going to get to the actual issue okay so how do we do this different you might be thinking to yourself well step one is a very important rule I think we all need to follow because it is rooted in my opinion and in like respect. And I call this the invitation to a conversation. Rarely, I mean, sometimes if, you know, things are on fire at work, does a boss just kind of come in and unload? Again, it happens. And when that happens, are you normally stressed the fuck out when your boss comes at you at a seven or an eight? Yeah. You're flooded, you're stressed, you might like freeze because you can't give your boss a bunch of defenses. And if you do, you could get in trouble. Okay, so typically what happens is someone's gonna send a calendar invite to you, a meeting invitation with the subject line that tells you exactly what this meeting is going to be about. Why do they do that? So you can come prepared. So that you can come and say, well, maybe even talk to yourself. Like I know in these meetings, I tend not to, to use my voice and maybe this time I want to. And I'm going to get all of my, um, you know, stats printed out. I'm ready to present, um, you know, at this part of the meeting um, because you know what it's about. Or it's like it's got nothing to do with my part of the project. I get to go just kind of listen. 
you're, you are aware of what this meeting is about. I don't know why we don't do this for each other. So if I'm bothered by something, and again, going back to like, I have a daily meditation practice that helps me become aware of what I'm feeling when I'm feeling it with some like reasoning to maybe why that's all happening for me much sooner than maybe some some people who don't have this meditation practice. So again, I highly, highly encourage that. But back to, okay, I'm feeling frustrated with my husband and um, I'd really like to talk to him about this. So what do I do? I go out and I find him and I say, hey, babe, can I talk to you for a second? Sure. Okay. Um, I'm starting to feel very anxious about um, kind of our, our financial picture or the lack of plan when it comes to our finances. Um, and I'd really love for us to like kind of start a, a monthly meeting. Um, but first, I'd really like us to kind of just sit down and talk through better about our goals and, and our intentions, because I think sometimes we have conflict when we're just not we're just not communicating that if we actually sat down and really worked this out, um, we'd probably be on the same page. I was really hoping that we can maybe get something um, kind of scheduled uh, in the next week. Like, how does that sound? Would that work for you? What's going on for you? I mean, take that in comparison to here's my husband chilling on the couch, relaxing, and I come up to him out of nowhere and I'm like, are you kidding me? You just spent $400 at the store and you didn't even talk to me? Like, we have to sit down and talk about this. This is ridiculous. I can't believe you would do this. And you didn't even tell me. You're so selfish. On and on. I mean, it's night and day. Night and day. And what's, you know, kind of frustrating, I, I mean, when I said it's rooted in respect, is if we just come at somebody, like, we've already started it off with some level of disrespect. Like I'm not even respecting what you're doing. You could be in the middle of something really important. You could be thinking about something. You could be in a million different places. And if I just hit you with our finances (laughs) and, and, and do I really think that's going to lead to a productive conversation? No. So when I say these rules and tools, tricks, all of these things, I don't expect you to get them the first time. I don't expect it to to always land and make sense and for you to make an instant shift and change in your behavior. But at some point, what I really hope for everybody is that you start to recognize like, wait, when next time you go sideline somebody that you could be like, oh, I just sidelined. I just sidelined you. That's not going to give me the result I want. I'm going to try that again. Right? When you know better, you can do better. Thank you, Dr. Maya Angelou, for that amazing quote. I look at it uh, through the lens of, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous and relapsing. You know, if you learn all... (laughs) All there is to kind of understand and know about alcoholism in your body and the metabolizing and and how your brain works, and then you relapse, it's not fun because you know what you're doing. 
You're fully aware of what you're doing. And I have come to this place where I work with my couples where I do kind of say to them, I feel like you should know what you're doing right now. At this point, I believe you could be able to stop recognize what you're doing you might not be able to insert the new tool in that moment but you can stop action and take the break so for this right what i want you to become aware of is how often are you sidelining each other how often how often are you hitting the other one out of nowhere because it's like i got triggered or finally have the moment or right like think about it in terms of if I need to talk about something important with somebody I worked with, my coworker, my boss, um, my employee, what would how would it would be most effective? Is that I would invite them to a meeting. I would invite them to a conversation. And that is what I want you to work on. I want you to, you know, as you think about, oh, there's this issue I'm having, and it's important that we start to talk about it sooner than later you know the other thing I just want to throw in real quick we don't want to like create anxiety for our partner so we don't want to be like we got to talk about I have something I'm going to talk to you about later <laughs> like oh god well oh I'm in trouble so you know any old attachment injuries we have about being in trouble and by our parents will just come right up can't we can't do that to each other it is important to let the other one know I would like to have a conversation with you here is what I would like to talk about and here's when I would like to have that conversation. How does that work? So that way too, then you come prepared. If you know financial conversations are challenging, think about what, ab what about them are challenging. How can I start to write out journal? Okay, every time we start talking about my job, I get really defensive, you know? So what can I write down? What are some of the things? How can I, you know, express what I'm feeling right now when I'm not in the moment? What are the feelings I'm having when we talk about my job? So I have them, you know, available to me as we have that conversation. So again, this is called the invitation to a conversation. And it is one of my most favorite tools um, to use in my own life. And I have really seen an amazing shift with couples when they start to use that they're like oh yeah that's just so much better <laughs> I'm not on the defense and when it, it's expressed to me what my partner wants to talk about I'm not sitting in sitting in anxiety um, until that time comes that we're supposed to meet and if I'm sitting in anxiety the chances of me actually showing up to that meeting are probably pretty slim all right good luck Take care. Aloha.